welcome to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories. Today's episode is a scary story. I'm going to be reading The Perfect Match, which is actually the part two of Innocence Taken. The late afternoon light did little to brighten the bustling street as people hurriedly piled into the concert hall. Everyone was rushing to park their cars in the nearby parking garage and make their way to their overpriced seats for tonight's show. The garage tended to fill up quickly, though, when a very popular artist was in town. That's what he depended on. He has been a dark figure lurking in the shadows of this street on many a night, watching and waiting for the perfect person to come along. These things take time, and he is always willing to wait. He is a member of this venue's email list and watches for popular shows to make their way to his town. Those packed shows are his best opportunity to meet someone new. As a child and young adult, he was always complimented on his patience and attention to detail. This still rings true in his adult life, especially when he is searching for just the right young woman to happen into his trap. She must be tall and slender, but not too tall. He is six foot and prefers his prey to be just shorter than himself. Dark hair is his preference. Blondes do nothing for him. He finds them quite dull as a matter of fact. Red hair is definitely intriguing, but it must be natural. He can always tell the difference by looking for the telltale purple tint in a poorly done dye job. It would often take him weeks, sometimes months or more, to find an appropriate match. Only the best for him. The effort he puts into each hunt must be matched by the quality of the target or there's no point. He saves his talents for just the right person, like a virgin waiting to share her gift with her future husband. Tonight, he has found such a target. As he sat in the window of his downtown apartment, chosen specifically for the amazing view it provides of the city concert hall, he spotted his current interest. She met with her friends at the front of the building, having walked from the street parking a few blocks down from the parking garage. She was running late that night, bless her heart. The more convenient parking garage was already filled when she arrived, making her only option the less safe street parking in the busy downtown area. Her loss, definitely his gain. She was stunning. He hadn't seen anyone quite like her flowing red hair almost touching the small of her back. She had a clear, pale complexion that would rival any porcelain doll and contrasted nicely against the form-fitting little black dress she wore. You could see the life emanating from her beautifully straight, white smile. The blue of her eyes were like the sparkle of two crystals in a sea of red hair tossed by the light breeze of the evening. Yes, she was his. In that moment, she was his only focus. Having her was all that mattered in the world. Each time he found the one, he felt that way, but this felt different. He felt drawn to her, unlike anyone before her. His only hope was that she walked back to her car alone. Witnesses were messy, and he was not a messy person. No matter how perfect to the prey, everything in the plan had to fall into place, or it wasn't meant to be. Those were the rules. She needed to park down the road on the street. She needed to attract his attention. She needed to walk back to her car alone. She needed to play the role of victim well. If she fought too hard or cried too pathetically, he would end the interaction with a quick death and continue his search. Only the most worthy of targets would receive his full and undivided attention. 
Of course, the sexual aspect of the interaction was gratifying, but the torture was truly his favorite part. What good is intercourse without amazing foreplay to prepare the body and mind for the experience? The concert ended and the crowds flooded the streets. He was already in place. There was a dark alley just before the street parking spots. He used this spot because the old business there had long since closed, and he had gained entrance without being noticed. The dance was always the same. He watched for his match to approach. Just as she passed the alley, he pounced with a carefully portioned amount of chloroform. After dragging her into the door that he kept very well oiled, he brought her to his special room. It was a large basement room in the building with only one door. For his purposes, he soundproofed it as well. He had everything he needed there. There was a drain in the floor that he kept well cleaned to avoid any smells or clogging. Surgical tools and implements were always clean and ready for him. He never knew if tonight might be the night, so everything was cleaned and replaced after each encounter. It was by far his favorite place to be. There, alone with his perfect match, he could show her all the sensations life had to offer, ending with the final and most important sensation of all, death. It can actually be a glorious feeling for those who truly appreciate it and anticipate it. The trick was bringing her to a point where she could appreciate it appropriately. What a fun process that was. On this night, he was continuously lucky. This match was definitely meant to be. He didn't really believe in fate, but tonight was beginning to convince him otherwise. She was one of the few remaining people leaving the venue. As she bid farewell to her friends and made her way down the darkened street, he could feel his heart speeding up and the butterflies fluttering in his gut. The things he would soon show her would be marvelous, quite possibly the most intimate he would feel with anyone. Her stride was perfection as she breezed past his alleyway. He reached out to gently grasp her with the chloroform rag. Suddenly, he was unsure which way was up or down. His bearings were completely thrown off by a sudden movement that came from her. She somehow countered his reach for her, and she had him in her surprisingly strong grip in a mere second. His mind was barely grasping his situation when he caught a glimpse of her canine teeth growing long and sharp in her mouth. She immediately bit into his neck and he was torn between total respect, adoration, and pure terror. He didn't fight her at all, and he wasn't completely sure why. Part of him feared her, but the other part hoped she was able to do what he'd seen in the movies and simply bite him, turning him into one of her. Maybe he could live forever and share that forever with her. This was his last thought as he passed out from blood loss. She knew his type. She hunted his type. From city to city she bounced, always seeking the same target. She'd been watching this one for several months. She couldn't help what she was, what she had become, when a man took away her life and her choices. She had to hunt humans, to live. The pain of starving for a vampire is never-ending and just too much to bear. Over time, she had broken free from her creator and chosen a different path. She survived on animal blood only long enough to hunt a more appropriate human target, someone who preyed on the innocent. There is a serial killer in every major city who stalks the grand theaters downtown. They're a dime a dozen in her world. Each one of them thinks they are unique or exquisitely intelligent, but they aren't. She watches and patiently learns their methods and then uses those methods against them. 
they are usually very health conscious, too, since they envision themselves so very important to the world. Only the best for them, pricks. This bodes well for her, though. Back when she fed on the less fortunate people who were in the wrong place at the wrong time, their blood usually came tainted with some type of drug or heavy with alcohol, neither of which she cared for. Once she discovered this particular type of asshole, she knew this was her calling, to rid the world of these men who fancied themselves a gift to the female race, someone who had the right to take whomever they wanted and hurt them in any way they saw fit. No, not tonight. As she turned the tables on him, he didn't fight her. Not that he could have anyway. She has the strength of ten men on a bad day. Little known fact, female vampires are actually stronger than male vampires. His fate was sealed when he chose her that night. She knew his type and became it. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. Most of them don't fight her. Maybe out of fear, but more likely out of shock or admiration. Either way, she didn't care. She sunk her teeth in and feasted. It felt so good. Her last decent meal had been way too long ago, and she was starving. Sure, he probably hoped that she would simply turn him and let him join her, but he was not worthy. He was, however, worthy of filling her belly. She made sure to take every last drop, too. Wouldn't want this guy coming back. They are always harder to kill a second time. Thank you for listening to my short horror story. If you'd like to read more of them, you can check out my website at truehauntings.com. If you'd like to hear bonus episodes of my True Hauntings and Scary Stories podcast, consider becoming a patron of mine. I'll put the link down below. I do two bonus episodes per month, and then two scary story episodes a month, and then two True Hauntings episodes per month where my sister and I have a glass of wine and read true ghost stories and discuss them. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.